it's like, let's go get, um, you know, a bunch of plastic surgery instead of going to the gym and working on ourselves. There's nothing wrong with plastic surgery, whatever, do whatever you want. I do not care, but we got to work on what's us first. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Happy Friday, everyone. How are you feeling? Happy Friday, man. David Tam is excited. Evelyn's excited. Everyone else is like, it's Friday. It's cool. He has made it. And David, you know what I'm going to do? Because there there'll probably be like twice as many people joining in here in the next minute and a half. But as soon as you start, I'm going to go Facebook Live and tell people to get their butts in here because you are going to drop some knowledge on CRMs. Things are going to get crazy today, right? And, and I have permission to, to do anything I want, right? You have permission to do anything. And guys, if you don't know David Tam, how many of you have seen David Tam on here before? Raise your hand. He's one of the smartest people I've met in this industry. And I don't say that to make him blush, although it probably will. But truly, like, he's got an interesting background from national defense to starting one of the largest CRM companies in the U.S. to now he runs some tech consulting companies. But he's going to, whether you're an agent on a team, a team leader, a solo agent, you've got gold in your database. And David's going to talk to you about some ways to uncover it. it may, is this the sexiest topic in real estate, David? Probably the least sexiest topic. <laughs> like I puke a little in my mouth a little each time I talk about it, but honestly, it's where you can make the most money, right? Yeah, it, it, it really is. And this is the thing that like, you guys are here. So turn your camera on, get engaged. I'm telling you, you're going to learn something in the next 28 minutes that I guarantee will make you more money and help you sell more houses in less time in the next 20 minutes. So I'm going to shut off my camera because I'm going to do a quick Facebook Live and I'll be back with you in a few minutes, David. This is all yeah, you, man. Good, man. All right. Uh, here we go. Are you going to keep admitting people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Autumn's in the background. She's produced. She's, she will keep muting people out, letting people in. You just do your thing. All right, guys, seriously, it's Friday. It's 2021. We made it. Uh, if you have any questions during this, I want to take this a little bit differently. Usually I just sit here and talk really fast and loud for like 20 minutes and then open up for questions. Let's do it a little bit differently today. Okay. Uh, because this is going to be a more interactive topic. We're talking about lead follow-up best practices just to set the tone a little bit for this. We have data science PhDs on staff that do active research in the real estate space to give you actionable information with science and data and proof about what works, what doesn't, and why, okay? So this is what we consider truth data. So, and it's very valuable and we're giving it away for free to you um, so that you can get some more information and, and maybe plug some holes in your business and hopefully make a lot more money and make 2021 better than 2020 was, okay? So interrupt me, raise your hand, just blurt out, you're not gonna offend me. I'm sure the admin for Jesse's gonna hate that, sorry. <laughs> okay, so what we're gonna talk about is your CRM. Okay, so yes, we were the founders of Firepoint Solutions, I don't know, top five real estate CRMs um, in the country, and we started looking at people's lead follow-up practices, okay? And what we found is there was a direct, there was a 100% correlation, a one-to-one -one correlation between a real estate professional's and not just the professional, the ISA, the leader, the team, the brokerage owner, all that kind of stuff, and conversion rate, i.e. revenue. Not just revenue, but cash conversion cycle. How many times you can have a multiplier behind the actual GCI of the transaction. And I think this is a lot of where, where 
people in the real estate industry kind of fall down because not a lot of them went to, you know, get their MBA or go beyond that to do active research. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, every single one on this call is a hustler. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. But one of the things I want you to consider is, okay, if I can truncate my cash conversion cycle by even, so by, <laughs> by even 10%, right? What that does is it increases my revenue by a lot, right? And a lot of that has to do with the follow-up that you're going to have for each lead. And, and this is what we're gonna talk about is kind of agnostic of lead source. So we're talking PPC, Zillow, Facebook, you know, somebody just walked in your office, somebody that's in your CRM, what those best practices are. Okay, so let's dive in. You guys, anybody that's been here before, I'm recognizing a ton of familiar faces. Don, how are you, man? I always see your smiling face. <laughs> um, and, and, and this is just a little bit about us. We're in 370 plus markets across the US and Canada. Okay. And we have done a ton of research on not just lead follow-up, but all digital practices. Okay. So there's going to be some stuff that uh, is tangent to CRMs that we're going to talk about later. All right. And I'm going to carve this call up. We're going to do about 10, 15 minutes on CRM stuff. And then I'm going to hijack the call completely and talk about something different. Okay. So uh, buckle up. What we've got here is we're looking at speed to lead, variety of attempts, call frequency, and are you even using your tools, which are safe search market updates and drip campaigns? You should probably write these five things down. They are the most important buckets when it comes to lead follow-up, okay? And we are currently uh, working on a, a doctoral level white paper with the triumvirate of ISA greatness of Robbie from the Hatch team, Jim and Cody. And what the data that we're seeing right now, post and intra COVID is gonna shock you. The fact that maybe you don't need to call first. Maybe you shouldn't call first. Maybe you should text first, depending on the demographic of your market. In fact, we're seeing in some cases, 20, 25% increased response rates by texting first, right? Which is the exact opposite of what you hear a lot of times on stage at whatever events you're going to, right? So um, what we're looking at here is when we perform a CRM audit, this is a sample audit that we do. Seriously, if anybody has a CRM where you're doing your follow-up in, you should be looking at this stuff. And if you want us to provide you a free CRM audit, We've got kind of a wait list right now. We're probably a month, month and a half out, but we will do one for you. If that happens in quarter four of 2021, well, that happens, but we'll do it completely free of charge. Okay. Um, so let just a plug on that cast.services, go to the website, contact buttons, any of them. Um, please don't email me on this one at David at cast.services. Um, I'm going to give Chris's Chris at Christam.com. I repeat Chris at Christam.com. That's my brother. Go spam him. Okay. <laughs> and just request a CRM audit. We'll get you guys in the queue. All right. These are just some pain points, things that we know about the rainmakers often your top producer. And when you're a single agent, yeah, that's the case. And that's where a lot of times leveraging your CRM and the tools in there, like your drip campaigns and your save searches and your dialers aren't being used because you're just flying by the seat of your pants trying to survive, right? This is going to help give you some guidance on how to better leverage those tools. Okay. And in some cases, we're not trying to put anybody out of work, but we have absolutely done CRM audits on a weekly basis for some of our clients and replaced $120,000 a year sales managers and saved the business owner, you know, 40 to 80 grand a year right off the top. So there are other options. Think outside of the box with us. Um, so I want you to go into your CRM. If you have one, if not, and you're using, you know, a napkin with purple crayon, that's okay too. Look at that. And look at the actual lead follow-up standards that you're holding your team, your ISA, yourself too. Okay. So what we do from a uh, sample size perspective, 
to look at your CRM is we go by time buckets. And what we determined is that the lead follow-up is dynamic based on how old that lead is. Like, duh, right? You're a lead that's three years old. You're not going to be calling every single day. Um, it just doesn't make sense. And you probably don't have the resources for that until we can employ robots, which I'm hoping for. And seven days is our first mark of, okay, I'm going to look at leads that are seven days or younger. And then the standards that I'm going to grade those leads to are, did they even get a phone call in the first five minutes, right? What you're looking at right here. This is real world data, okay? From a client that came to us and said, we think we're doing pretty well. We've had really strong two quarters and we'd love for you to take a look at our CRM and find some gaps. Well, good sir, it turns out you're flushing about 50% of your revenue down the toilet because you're doing about 20% of what you should be doing. So this was a huge eye opener as you can imagine. Because if you just go through, even if the lead is getting a call, but it's not being documented, how are you supposed to run your business as a business owner and a business leader? It's, it's nearly impossible. So in our view, it's just as bad if it's happening, but it's not getting documented because you have no idea what's going on with the leads that you're paying for, right? So one of the things is, are they getting called the first five minutes? And then for us, our standard is, do they get a call, a text, and an email in the first 24 hours? If not, why not? Do you not have a system for it? Do you, are you not trained to do it? Are your agents or ISAs just simply not doing it? We need to fix that, okay? And this one is negotiable. So I know that we all heard about 10 days of pain and seven days of pain and all that kind of stuff. I, whatever the standard is for you, if it's five calls in the first seven days, you need to be picking up the phone to call the leads. And that needs to be documented somewhere to prove you did it or that your staff did it or your assistant or your VA or your ISA or whoever did it. Right. In this case, none of them happened. Look at these last two as your long-term revenue. So I was talking to somebody yesterday who they closed a transaction on a lead that was on a drip campaign and save search for seven and a half years. Never talked to them once. Right. And they just popped up said, Hey, I've been seeing your content for a long time. I love it. Let's do business. That's your long-term revenue play. Every single one of your leads, that where appropriate for a safe search need to be set up on a safe search. If they're searching for a home, right? Even if they're a seller, but they're not sure where they're going to go, you know, you can set them up on a safe search and then your drip campaign. This is in, I, I, I don't know if every CRM, but I would imagine almost every CRM has a drip campaign because that is a status quo to stay in front of them with your unique value proposition, content updates on the market. And every single lead needs to be set up on them. If not, you're just shooting yourself in the foot wondering why am I not making more money because all of the water is leaking out of the boat on the back end because we're focused on the leads in front of us. And that's pretty standard in the real estate space, right? Let's just cherry pick the hot leads and then complain about the quality of lead when I couldn't get a hold of them in three times, you know? Well, maybe they were in the bathroom all three times. Maybe you caught them on lunch. You need to vary up the numbers. You need to vary up when you call, right? And not just consider it a bad lead because they didn't answer you in the first three or four days. Research shows that if somebody's gonna register on a website to do a transaction to buy or sell, they're also gonna register on four to six other websites in the next 30 days. So if you're not calling them in the first five minutes or getting a call text email in the first 24 hours, you might as well just take that lead, put it on a silver platter, hand it to your competition so they can go buy a company car and take a vacation. It's that serious, right? And so we find, we've seen as much as a 50% increase in bottom line revenue by doing this. 
Okay, before I go on to the next page, does anybody have any questions? Unmute yourself and speak. Because <laughs> I can't, there's like a, a bunch of you in here. Don, do you have any questions? You good? No? <laughs> You're good, all right. I'm gonna pick on you all day. <laughs> Everybody else, thumbs up, is this making sense? All right, cool. Cool. You're, rock, you're rocking. All right, so, so then notice the standards change. Now we're pulling back and saying, okay, cool. We looked at the leads that are, the hot leads that are coming in, you know, right into your system and we're not doing what we need to do. Okay, cool. Let's step back and look at the leads that have been in your system for a month. Are you doing anything with them? And in this case, same story is, nope, we're not getting calls in the first five minutes. We're not getting call, text, email in the first 24 hours. All I'm asking for is a call once a week to touch base with your leads that have been in your CRM for a month or less. That is not a hard task. And of course, none of it happened. And then again, every single lead set up on a drip campaign and a safe search. It's a simple checklist, guys. And we do audits all the time where we'll see a 20 or 30%. And then over the course of doing audits, you know, every quarter, we'll see these numbers rise and rise and rise. I'm working with a gentleman right now. He's up in the 80%. He's having the best quarter of his real estate career in 20 years because he just didn't understand where the holes in his follow-up were because he's so busy out there doing deals, right? So take a step back, breathe, and look at this stuff. And if you need help, just reach out. We'll help you. Hold on, David. I want to clarify that. You said he's having his best quarter. You mean he's having his best quarter in terms of like being up to date in a CRM or in terms of like closings? Is he selling more houses? In terms of profitability. He is more profitable in, in the quarter that we use the CRM audits to get him where he needed to be after working with him for nine months than his entire real estate career. Because does, this of the fall under the theme, does this fall under the theme of you don't need more leads? I think I am, I am an advocate of don't ever pay for another lead again. Organically, the stuff that we talked about on the web audit stuff, get your website working better, get a phone number on it, make it load faster, get a call to action, get a lead form above the fold, start doing the follow-up that you're supposed to do on the leads that you already have. Once all that's dialed in, then go buy leads. But we're all in this mentality of, oh, I need to scratch a lottery ticket because I might win on a new lead. You're competing with everybody else instead of taking the care of the people that have already expressed interest in doing business with you. Right. Ooh. I'm being pretty harsh today because it's true. But, but that was, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it like that. Right. Did, did, did that resonate with anyone else when he just said that in terms of like the law? Oh, David, I want to stop buying lottery tickets. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's like, really good. yeah, it's like, let's go get, um, you know, a bunch of plastic surgery instead of going to gym to the gym and working on ourselves. There's nothing wrong with plastic surgery, whatever, do whatever you want. I do not care, but we got to work on what's us first before going out. If that makes sense. Okay. So now let's look at um, 90 days. This is where it changes a little bit, where the leads, they're not, they're not what we consider super hot, right? I'm only asking for a call once a month. Super easy, low pressure, touch base. Hey, just how are things going? Let them talk. Is there anything we can help you with? Great. Are you getting our email drip campaigns? Whatever that looks like, have an open dialogue. I'm sure lots of people on this call have just complete rock star ISAs that can handle all of that. Make sure it's documented because that is one of the biggest friction points we have with business leaders and their teams as we see, or their agents or their ISAs or their staff is, Oh, I did it. Did you prove it? Right. Even if you are converting leads, even if you have a pretty good conversion rate from lead to transaction, I guarantee you are missing something because we have performed hundreds and hundreds of these audits. I have never seen a perfect audit, actually not even close. Right. Okay. 
Now we go out, I wanna to go to a year. This is just our best practice. Do whatever you want. I'm just trying to give you some information to take a look at, oh, maybe I need to look at that in my business model. So at a year, call them once every six months. Just check in, have them set up on a safe search. Now this individual, they're up in the 60% now from 20%. Now it's not gonna be a one-to-one -one ROI equation correlation, right? So we're not gonna say, well, if it goes from 20% to 60%, you're gonna make three times more money. Absolutely not. Your clients are gonna be a lot happier and you probably will make more money. And both of those are good things, okay? Any questions on the CRM, the CRM audit, the tools, best practices? And I really do, I wanna open it for discussion before I hop to the next piece. All right, I'm gonna start singing if you guys don't ask questions, all right? And I'm a David, what are you talking about when you, you say uh, the, the numbers that you just compared, the 20 to 60% um, in relationship to the year nurturing? Yeah, so what I'm looking at here is this percent is the percentage, the rubric of the 25 potential action items that are possible actually done. And this individual of the leads that were a year or older was doing 20% of what he needed to for those particular leads. So now for this bucket of leads that is 365 days or older, i.e. most of his leads, this 20% is now up into 60%. So he went through and ironed out all the kinks in his CRM. He got a virtual assistant to get all of his leads set up on drip campaigns, which they had to get a content writer to write them because they wanted them to be custom. And now they're converting a lot better. Does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's good to see you, by the way. How are you? Good to see you, Dave. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> okay. If there's no other questions on this, I mean, it's a lot to noodle on because you're like, wow, I, I would imagine that nobody on this call does it at this level. We didn't even do it at this level until we really started analyzing and looking at and setting standards for our team. Okay. How often do you normally do an audit? Would you uh, like, would, yeah. The best practice would be, let's say you, you re-audit every six months or something of that nature so you can actually track changes in your behavior and your team's behavior. Such an excellent question. So we're in a situation right now with an individual that we're, we audit his ISAs, all three of them, every single week because they have problems, right? And this is, we come in as a third party. We're, I hate to say it, we're kind of like the IRS and that we're just going to show you the numbers. You figure it out but we can give you, you know, best practices on all this kind of stuff. And two of them are rising to the occasion and doing a lot better. And one of them is kind of skipping along and eventually may fall off. Who knows? So it depends on the situation. How, how critical is the need? Uh, we have another situation where we went in and we audited all 27 agents who are saying that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but the CRM reflects the exact opposite, even though every single one of them signed in ink that they would document all of their follow-up actions in the CRM. Big problem, right? Did you, did you see a massive change in conversion once people started following the first, uh, I think it was 30 or 90 day plan that you were talking about? I wouldn't say massive, but we have in 100% of the cases when the real estate professional implements and follows through and we have the numbers to back that up, conversion rates do increase. And, and so there's essentially no reason to not do it unless it's an opportunity cost of time, but we're doing it for free. So you better do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make, does that answer your question? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I don't, I don't want you to expect like 
fireworks and making it rain and popping bottles of champagne off a of CRM on it. This is just one of the many, many tools for you to say, wow, I'm, I'm really lacking in my lead follow-up. Just like we did for the website, just like we did for SEO, you know? Okay. All right. You guys ready to pivot? Who wants to know what's happening in the future? I do. Okay. So I have a crystal ball because we do a ton of research and I worked on a project at Google headquarters and a pre pretty good understanding of the Google algorithm. Um, and we have some information to share with you about the algorithm shift that just happened like two weeks ago. Okay. So we do search engine optimization. We're in a ton of markets. So we kind of have our fingers in the sand to be able to feel the tremors before the quake happens, if that makes sense. And so some things that I want to show you are what Google cares about marketing for 2021 and beyond. Okay. So this is going to, this is going to be juicy. Um, this is just an infographic to display what the, this is from the two algorithm shifts ago there. I have, we have to build another one for the most recent algorithm shift, but I want you to look at this for a second. What you notice here is on the left-hand side, you've got engagement, how people are interacting with your site and your link structure over half of your entire SEO is this stuff. Okay. This is your website. If your website is slow, if you don't have a phone number, people aren't interacting with it. If you get crappy reviews, you're not going to rank well, or you're not going to rank as well as anybody that's just doing the status quo. Also the infrastructure and on and offsite content is so incredibly important. So the value of your link structure, what Google is getting away from is spammy nonsense to try and game the system. So, Hey, let's post a blog every single week and keyword pack it with, they don't care because they know nobody's reading it. But if you're doing that and people are reading it and they're coming back and they're referring it, then it goes up. But how many people, how many people do you think actually read every word of your 800 word blog that you post every week? Probably very, very few. And there's statistics to back that up. So what I want you to consider is if you are a real estate professional, how do I want my buyer or seller to interact with my site? And I want every single one of you to get familiar with using Google analytics. If you don't, and Jesse, this is a suggestion. If you don't know how to use GA, how to go through and look at the different dashboards. I mean, I can give you a crash course in 10 minutes of how to look at your website. So when you're having your coffee in the morning, Oh, that's how many people came to my site. Wow. My bounce rate sucks. You know what I mean? And then you can work on fixing it over time. Okay. Any questions on this? All right. The reason this is important. No, but I'm just going to say, David, because I am actually, I'm, I'm running around, but I'm listening to every word. I'm taking notes. We'll have you do a special 10 minute crash course on exactly what you just said, either on another huddle or just in live in the group sometime. Sound good? All right, cool. Love it. That'd be love, great. Love, love, love it. So ask yourself, what's your website load time? I would guess most of you don't know. Right. So this is something we got to figure out. There's a bunch of tools. I'll tell you what tools to use. Uh, 4.2 seconds is the new standard. Your website's got to load in under 4.2 seconds. Deep breath in, hold it, deep breath out. We are on the edge here <laughs> with the new algorithm update. So we got to speed the site up. We got to pull a little content. We got to optimize, um, you know, some server space, et cetera. Okay. If you are not loading in that time, your conversion rate decreases in a exponential fashion. And that limit goes to zero as that load time goes to 10 to 12 seconds. Do you have a unique value proposition on your website? Yes or no. I can sell your home or browse MLS in is not a unique value proposition. That's the opposite of unique value proposition. That's what every other real estate professional in the world can do. Do you have a clickable phone number above the fold? Yes or no. Simple question. 
If, if not, there is there is the market research by Neil Patel, by WordStream, by a bunch of that, that clickable phone number increases conversion rate by as much as 0.5 to 1% from all of your traffic. If you've got 300 people coming there, that's three new leads a month, guys. If you're halfway decent at your job, you can convert one in three of those. of people that are calling you asking for help, that's money in your pocket, okay? Seller call to action. There is research that I'm gonna show you some of the data on about having buyer versus seller tone on your website. The research shows that consumer behavior over the last 10 years has been conditioned to go to Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Redfin, all that stuff for buyer-focused needs. They don't really care about you. When it comes to selling, they really care about you, but they can't find you because all you got is buyer stuff on your website, okay? So what we did is we, this was at the Hatch Summit. I'm up on stage. I'm like, hey, there's, we, we analyzed six of the attendees before we got here and four of you have poor conversion rate capability based off of no, 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 okay? So this is stuff that I want you to look at with the new algorithm shift um, and make sure you've got it. And this is why. In our study that looked at 30 different markets from 30 different real estate professionals on 30 different websites, with 30 different team sizes, seller-focused websites converted about 690% better than 100% buyer-focused sites, right? This is data science PhDs that are doing this stuff, people way smarter than I am with their reputations on the line. And they said it's a scientific fact and we're going to get this peer review, okay? So things to think about, all right? We'll probably have another one of these and uh, why don't we open it up for questions for the next four minutes? What do you guys got? Nothing. So no one's jumping in. So David, uh, I think you discussed this last time. When you have a clickable phone number above the fold, how do you make sure that you avoid all the robo dial, or at least limit it? Yeah. So it depends on the phone system and provider that you're using. So when you last you time you can't hear you anymore. Yeah. Can't hear you anymore. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you got really quiet. Oh no! How about now? Test test. Okay. Okay, cool. I shut my laptop case accidentally. So, um, yeah, definitely. You asked this last time on the call, and you said that your phone provider was GoDaddy, right? So we suggest using something like Ring Central. You can even bounce down your numbers so that they are dynamic based off of the actual lead source. Like that's a best practice these days. We use that for all of our companies. I get two to five spam calls a month. You were saying that you get three to five a day, right? At least. At least. So there's a problem there. So I, I would go to your provider. There's also why don't we connect one-on-one -on, -one on our next call and we'll talk about solutions for that. Love it. And we got one, one, one question in the uh, chat box from Michelle. She says, in the first 24 hours, should the call, text, or email be done at the same time or timed throughout the day? No, no. So we don't, if they didn't answer our call, there's probably a reason, right? So you could pair up your phone call with a little bit of a text later. Hey, just try to call blah but then I would not hit them with an email right then as well. And that's my personal taste. I do not have data to back that up. So my personal taste is vary it throughout the day. Just like, I don't, why would you call somebody the same time every single day if they're not answering? Like, isn't that Einstein's definition of insanity? Doing the same thing every day, expecting different results? Okay, what other questions? We got time for one more question. Again, guys, is this useful? Did you pick up something good this morning? Love it. Love it. Awesome. Like really, truly, this stuff is so good. Yeah. And it's things that unless you have someone who's an outside voice reminding you, you probably will never do it. We've got, 
we've got three or four insanely cool white papers in process right now that I'll be able to share with you in like the next six months that are going to blow your minds based off of actual research. I love it. So, so guys, this recording will be posted in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. Most of you are already a part of that. But uh, if you want to get a hold of David, he gave you his email address. But you can also tag him in the uh, tag him in the group with questions. I mean, he literally is here because he likes talking about real estate and helping agents. Yeah. Isn't that mind blowing? He just does it for fun. He needs more hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. Like we, I like you, Jesse. I love what APH stands for, and so we are mustering resources to give you guys free stuff. There is no money changing hands. There is nothing involved here other than I want to push your organization forward. And the ones that don't adapt probably won't be in business in two to three years. We know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last question from Mike Brown before we wrap up. He said, do you video text following any of the calls? That's a question. So I've heard people, they're like, we don't even text first. We send a video text first. I'm like, I think that's a little creepy, but like do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And what I would do is I always, I say your marketing strategy is your cake. I'm just giving you ingredients. Bake whatever the hell you want. Do what works. Test new stuff, right? That's how innovation happens. I love it. Cool. Guys, right. have a wonderful day. David, as always, this is awesome, man. Thank you for being yeah. here. Seriously. Yeah, we'll see you. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Happy weekend, guys. Happy Friday. Thank we'll be back next week on Monday. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.